This is the Two Guys Being Dudes podcast with your host, Jared Camden and Jason Adams. Two average guys just being dudes. From MMA to golf, from Big Brother to Fargo, from Fireball to Pappy, they talk it all. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Welcome everybody, episode 13, the uh, the Comeback Kids, two guys being dudes, gone for a week, uh, a little hectic in our lives, so we decided to take a week off. How is everything in Chicago, Jason? Today is the hottest day in recorded history in Chicago on September 24th. It's supposed to reach 98 degrees today. Couldn't get to the 100, huh? Always coming up short in Chicago. Well, you know, I think uh, the Bears are playing the Steelers today. Yes. And so... Yes. Who would ever thought that a late September game between two kind of old school monsters of the midway game is going to be handled and they're going to have to be worried about heat in Chicago. I might have a little action on your bears today. So uh, maybe a little seven and a half mixed in there with a little uh, 17 and a half on a big parlay. So really, I can't even fathom taking any part of the bears. I mean, I still love the bears. Don't get me wrong, but. Jesus Christ, they're just a bad team. They've won me money every single week or every single game this year. No, I do like your philosophy. The Bears don't actually have to win in order for you to win money. So that's yeah. that's the appropriate way to be a Bears fan. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the reason I was gone is I was uh, actually last weekend, I was in New York and I was in the Hamptons. One guy Ooh. being a dude in the Hamptons. <laughs> Hampton's nothing like what you think it is. Completely laid back. Um, Jillian Doucette's uh, husband's family had a house there. So we were on the uh, a private beach. Probably one of the top five greatest nights of my entire life. Wow. The uh, When we, ha- we had this fire, there was no one else on the beach. We had this fire. There was like this haze from the storm. So it wasn't like a cloud. It was like a fog, but not really because it was like thick. But you couldn't see 20 feet in front of you hmm. on the ocean. It was scary. Like you'd get in the ocean. And it was like actually like scary because you couldn't see what was coming. So um, it was a wild drinking night. I will tell you that. We went through a bottle of tequila, a bottle of whiskey, and at least like 42 beers. Wow. And like seven, and like seven cigars. It was wild. That sounds like a fun but, time. Oh, it was, it was comp- one of the best nights of all time, like I said. So uh, nice to be back. My bosses have been in town since Thursday, though. So I am on the struggle bus, which brings up something that uh, we didn't talk about in uh, pre-production of this. But, Jason, I'm not going to drink in October. Okay. That sounds like a good strategy. I- Sober October. Wow. I would try, yeah. to, I'd try that philosophy, except for my birthday falls at the end of the month along with Halloween. So I don't know if I could go all that way i've been pretty tame over the last few months uh so i think other than our little trip to vegas and even then it wasn't too super crazy but sober october i like that because then that takes you right into movember right so you can drink to your heart's content as you grow that incredible tom Selleck stash that you're so well known for you're breaking up on your that side, man. I can't hear you, but oh, I'm sure. sure you didn't bring up Movember. So <laughs> I might do Movember this year. I'm not. I'm not too sure. I'm not a big fan of Movember when it gets to around Thanksgiving and the Michigan game because the the sweat that is constantly on the brow, man, is just ugh. It's trash. So <laughs> well, I tell you, I missed uh, last week for some different reasons. Uh, I had the uh, the pleasure of having my video cameras filming our property down in Florida. 
mm-hmm. when Miss Irma decided to take a visit. And as you probably recall, I think we were together at the game uh, on Saturday, that awesome spectacle of a game of Ohio State coming up quite short against Oklahoma. Uh, so that was a mess in itself. And then I was down visiting with some family in Kentucky. And between the end of the game and the uh, beginning of the drive that I took to Kentucky, the hurricane shifted and went to the west coast of Florida. And its main target was Naples, which, as many of you know, that's where my place is. Uh, so I got to watch it till 3.32 p.m. when all the electricity got knocked out of our property. So that was kind of really interesting watching uh, trees flying around and all that kind of stuff. We were very lucky in the fact that we uh, the only real damage we sustained was my neighbor's tree fell on my strategically placed Vespa. Uh, So so it busted it up pretty well. When I called my insurance company, they go, you don't have comprehensive coverage on this Vespa. Nobody would have comprehensive coverage on this Vespa. (laughs) Is that okay? Makes sense. So, yeah. So so they're going to have to replace it. But I tell you, it was pretty pretty eye-opening when you get down there naples is a pretty well-to-do area but there's some definite areas that maybe not as um, uh, probably structurally sound there's a few mobile home parks near me that were completely leveled um, like nothing's there like like the lady that uh, grooms our boys uh, her place there was one wall standing left of her place uh, so that was really tough uh, I spent the better part of a week between clearing out the areas that we live in and doing some roof repairs and that kind of stuff. Then we spent uh, a lot of time hauling bottles of water and ice and stuff to some of these people. Cause then you just start to realize how lucky we are and how unfortunate it is, you know, and I look at what happened in Puerto Rico and some of these other areas that are coming through, man, this is just an upside down world right now. I just can't even imagine uh, as lucky as we were, how unfortunate there were so many people that got their lives completely uprooted and changed. So, uh, you know, it's good to be back in Chicago, going back to Florida this week again to try to do some more help down there. Um, but you know, I just, if you look at this weather, it's just freaking ridiculous. <laughs> I, I mean, well, it's like every, every day, man. It's like that. I mean, that area where the, the hurricanes come, it's like a, it's like a, speedway like a nascar my bad i can't talk about nascar but it just looks like a just a a, like a a a daytona 500 it's just one's coming and there's one behind it another one behind it i mean it's just absolutely crazy i mean it's just once again i I think when people talk about global warming they're idiots it's global climate you should talk about it's not exactly warming it's cooling in other spots right but uh i mean i don't know how much humans have to do with it more than this is just what the earth always does. We've definitely done stuff that's made the temperature change. But I think it's kind of like people just don't understand that at one point where I'm sitting right now, there was a mile of ice. Right, right. A exactly. mile to the sky. So as much as we're, you know, we want everything to be better. Um, I'd rather be really hot than be really cold because I don't think we can survive the ice age. So I'm okay with it in that sense. But these storms, it's and I like, what I feel really bad is about when we were and we were in Vegas is when Houston got hit, right? Right, right. I had no idea what was going on. But people, what, what was that one called? Uh, Jose, Jose, or no? No, something with an H. Harvey. Wait, Harvey. Yeah. I kept thinking people were talking about the pitcher for the Mets. 
I was like, what did he do? Like, I can't figure out. I, I That's how, like, out, out of touch I was on it. So, no, it's it's crazy times in this world, man. And I got to say the funniest thing, if there is anything, a silver lining of funny here, was how freaked out I was about your RV and your place and how cool, calm, and collected you were. <laughs> Just the whole time, like, it is what it is. I pay I pay a lot of money for insurance. It's all good. Well, it's funny because you get down there and you're just like, I'm like, well, I, I was in order to cover up my massive amount of fear that I had that uh, it was all going to be destroyed. I started looking at new coaches online. I was like, OK, I'll, I'll find a new one because when mine is now located three miles from where it was positioned <laughs> um, upside down and shattered, I'm going to need to get a new one. So I need to get ahead of it. But I was real fortunate. There was no damage to it whatsoever. Um, did anybody did anybody in your park sustain damage like big time or uh, a lot of the little coach houses had had roofs and tiles that were pretty much destroyed so you know they wouldn't allow anyone in our park unless you were a actual owner and even then they were trying to keep people not coming in so i you know this is so weird i had happened to buy like 10 tarps because i was going to use it to cover up some of my furniture but i never did so i had all these extra tarps and so when i went to go buy uh, supplies, which everything, it's so weird when you get down there, everything's closed. There were, I didn't even tell you about this, but I'm at a gas station. This is, I don't know. I think, uh, Wednesday when I was down there, I was at a gas station. Um, and a guy pulled out a gun on another guy in front of me. That's how, bullshit. no, that's how the times go because there was this huge line of cars had to be a hundred people. There was, was the only gas station that had gas. I wasn't there for gas. I was there trying to buy ice and water. This guy and this huge, uh, I think it was a Bronco or a big truck, kind of came over the back way to get into the gas station where the huge line of cars was lined up. And as this car started to pull out, so if you can imagine, he was pulling out to the left to go out of the spot. This big truck tried to jump in and take over the spot. Well, the Mm. guy that was in this Mustang in front of me gets out, brandishes a gun, There were no cops anywhere at this point, right? No, hell no. And so at this point, I was on my way in to the gas station. I'd actually parked behind it. There was a a McDonald's behind this place. So I parked over there because it was closed. And I was just going to walk over and to avoid all the lines and try to get some ice and water and stuff. And so this guy starts yelling and pulling the gun out. This other guy's just screaming and yelling at each other. Like 10 people got out of their cars. So um, there's like this, the person working the register, I'm like, you got to do something about this. And he goes, this is like the third time this has happened. No way. I was like, holy moly. So unfortunately they had no ice and they had like 11 bottles of water that I bought. So that was my story. I didn't stick around to see what was going to go on. Wasn't my thing. I figured I'd just go ahead and keep moving. Did you, did you start carrying a gun? I know you're a gun owner. Were you like, I, I got to get a gun? I did actually. When, yeah. You know, it's weird because I was talking with my parents who have a place in Bonita and I stayed there the first night. Uh, and I was a little concerned because uh, if you'd watch the news, there was so much looting going on and Naples is a very well-to-do area. So I was afraid I was going to get caught up in some of that. So I didn't have a gun with me the entire time. I took it with me when I went in the various stores, there were even signs that were on the stores that said uh, that were like Lowe's, which it's always a Lowe's and Walmart are always a concealed carry store. You're always allowed to do this. They had big signs that said, we are not allowing guns into the store today. Uh, wow. So just kind of interesting. I mean, as the world just starts to change and you see all these different people acting differently. That was one side of it. The other side I saw of it was how many people were coming together to help other people. 
right? I'd never yeah. seen. And so that was a really good side. And you see all these people really trying to assist and help each other. But it's weird when you go through like uh, one of my neighbors in the park, we, he came down a few days later. So we were actually hanging out uh, and uh, we decided to get dinner. The Lone Star Steakhouse opened. Uh, they were on hey, limited hey. menu. They had, uh, it was still boil only. So there was no ice. There were no fresh vegetables or anything like that. So we went there. Uh, he and his girlfriend and myself went there and we had, uh, I think, three or four Coronas. Uh, I had a steak. He had a steak. And you had your choice of baked potato, sweet potato, French fry. It was like your dream world. There were no green yeah. vegetables anywhere. There's nothing there. and hot dogs. Good. That's all you could order. But uh, I could give a shout out to that Texas Roadhouse because they were feeding all the emergency workers. So they over that uh, three day period, they served. I think they said thirteen hundred meals for free for that. So wow, pretty cool. Anyways, you, I, I read this article. This is one of the craziest things. Do you know there's a there's one company that the National Weather Service tracks to see if if that if that place closes. Then they're like, oh shit, like we should close, like other people, we should start telling them to close. Do you know what that restaurant is? Restaurant. McDonald's. Waffle House. Waffle House. Well, shit. They're yeah. like, well, Waffle House <laughs> is like the always the last place that closes because they just don't close. Right. So, like, whenever they know, like, if a Waffle House closes, it's like, oh shit, like it's about ready to go down. Yeah, I was surprised, so. like, uh, Walmart's, how, like, they closed. Uh, and then when they reopen, you want to know Erie. You know how they're like a grocery store and kind of everything else? The grocery store section, when you kind of walk into most Walmarts, it's all like the lettuce and all the produce and all that. All those things completely gone. They lost everything, right? So all the stuff in the freezers, all the stuff in the refrigerators, all the fresh produce. So you walk in and it's just this weird, eerie feeling where nothing's there. And then you get to like the canned goods, which are mainly all picked over, but they were open. Yeah. So anyways. But what well, I know we're, we're talking about turbulent weather. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about some Normandy? Let's talk about our uh, our main man, uh, Donnie President. Yeah, the Commander in Chief. Yeah, I uh... he's had he's had an interesting. Uh, this is not exactly a sports podcast, but he's had an interesting sports week. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, if if what you're trying to do is to get airtime and be exposed, uh, just if you believe that any news is good news, then or any good kind of uh publicity is good publicity then he's the king he has always been the king but today over the last few days he's taken it to a completely new level this is a turn where even the the most staunt supporter of trump's gotta go oh shit like don't get involved in our sports don't come near our sports let us figure this stuff out you stay over there well i think you know you want to i lean a little you want to set the scene well, I know yeah. you want to set the scene for that. Well, it's just interesting, right? Because I lean conservative, and a lot of my friends are probably a little more uh, liberal-leaning. And so I don't necessarily want to say I defend our president at all times, but I, uh, I'm understanding on some of his policies. And he's done a couple good things during this time. But holy moly, the idea. <laughs> well, let's talk about Steph Curry first. Yeah. So, Steph probably top three most recognizable basketball players in the world today, right? Yeah, 100%. LeBron, KD, and Steph. Is that how you see that? Yeah. Okay, so you yeah. got in there. So Steph makes it very well known that if giving an invitation to the White House, he's not going to go. And, and, I, and this has been known for months. Right. And he also did that as Steph Curry, not as the Golden State Warriors. Right? Yes. He didn't say, we're not going. He just said, I'm not going to no. go. And that's his... 
belief. And I think that's a respectable position if that's what you have. And great. Now, I do believe that there's also a lot of honor being invited to the White House. And I'm sure many years have passed and many presidents haven't been in an agreement with a lot of the other players. And now a lot of players are making a statement because they have that power mainly because social media. Um, but that should have ended there. <laughs> That's it. Yes. Right. Well, What's- then, well, then LeBron got involved. Let's not forget that because Lord knows if there's some controversy, fucking LeBron's got to get involved and he's got to put his two cents in. So and, that kind of, and not to knock LeBron too much, but Jesus Christ, his statement, it was barely English. That's terrible. I don't know. Yeah. Like, okay, that's, that's your thoughts. I mean, I agree with you. I think he's just jumping in because of somebody else is getting attention. Yeah. But then our president, <laughs> he, uh, disinvites the entire golden state warriors franchise because there was hesitation by Steph Curry. I don't have the exact tweet in front of me. Uh, I'll pull it up, but keep talking. But I, I'm telling you, this is the point where, I start scratching my head and wondering, this can't be reality. You can't have the most powerful man in the world reaching out and publicly saying, well, then you can't, I'm disinviting you all like a spoiled little kid saying, I'm not going to let you come in. And then I think the Warriors organization did a pretty classy statement in themselves when they came back and, and said, hey, we uh we are we're not going to be going as a team since we've been disinvited, but we still plan on attending D.C. and and working with those close to our hearts and beliefs or something like that. So, do you have his actual tweet? Going to the White House is considered a great honor for a championship team. Steph Curry is hesitating, therefore invitation withdrawn. Withdrawn. And by the way, exclamation point after that. <laughs> 61,000 retweets, 197,000 likes. 100, how many thousand likes? 197,000 likes. Wow. That's well, that, that's just that's just people marking the tweet, though, so they can go look at it later. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're, That's the weirdest thing about the like button on Twitter. It doesn't really mean you like it. It just means, hey, I'm going to bookmark this to see. It should be called the bookmark, I guess. Yeah. Huh. Um, so then he goes right behind it. We'll get back to some basketball stuff. This is his very next tweet. If a player wants the privilege of making millions of dollars in the NFL or other leagues, he or she should not be allowed to disrespect, going to the next tweet, our great American flag or country and should stand for the national anthem. If not, you're fired. <laughs> Find something else to do. You're fired in all capitals, by the way. That is a wild coming out of left field to tweet. Like, what are you talking about, man? Like, well, and that's I, for, and that's based off the news that this was going to be the official week where the NFL players were going to all openly protest, right? And hmm, okay, it's just it, why do you want to die on this hill? Like, you're not going to win this battle. It. it, it I, how could I? Okay, so I don't vote. I'll never vote. But I think the army, like the armed services, everything they fight for is because I have the right to make a choice for myself. If someone wants to do whatever they do during the national anthem, I don't care. Guess what I do during the national anthem? I usually go to the bathroom. Yeah. Usually it's like the fastest time where you can get some stuff. To, I've heard it a million times. I respect the hell out of it. 
But other nations don't play their national anthem before the games. Well, I like most is, people. Most people don't know that. Like it's just right. it's something that's like very American that we play the national anthem before games. It's just kind of one of those things where it's like, what do you think is going to happen? This is what's going to happen. I mean, there are a lot of African Americans that play in these major sports, and when you see all the things that happen, they have to make a statement. They're gonna make statements, and. The funny thing is, is now by Trump tweeting, it actually brings more power to it. And I, when me and Jason were first getting on, I, I told Jason, I was like, I can't believe I was actually excited to see like what they would do. Um, I'm watching the Browns Colts game. They all locked arms. I'd say half the players like were kneeling. Um, it was actually weird when one guy like wasn't locked with them with anybody. I was kind of like, what's that guy's deal? But uh, and I, I I had it turned down, but then I turned it up and like the crowd went wild afterwards. Yeah. So it's like. Trump almost is by him doing this. It's almost going the other way. Does that make sense? Yeah. I I mean, I see both sides of this issue, right? There's part of me that says you're over focusing on these players to give them too much power. If you ask me, right? Because there's people that are working in the stadium. They're serving drinks. There's people in the pisser taking pisses. There's all these things going on. There's great world of respect for this song that's playing isn't necessarily being upheld throughout the entire part. So when one guy takes a knee, you go, well, that's interesting. He's taking a knee. Well, you don't see the people serving beers stop serving during this song. You don't see those kind of things going on. So I don't think, I think we're putting too much emphasis on what these players do. I respect the guys that want to make a statement that say, Hey, listen, there's something unfair and this is my way of producing it. I would also say that there's so many platforms in this world today that didn't exist even five years ago, that there's lots of ways to make that statement, i.e. follow the president and use Twitter. Um, So I don't have any issues with it. What I have issues with is the president of the United States, as you say, kind of bringing it to the forefront of the most important conversations that are going on. We have people that were... Uh, completely lost everything they had in their lives uh, because of these massive weather issues, right? Uh, yeah. And and Trump, while did a noble job going down and trying to do some of that kind of stuff, puts as much emphasis, if not more emphasis, on these stupid interactions because people don't like him or because he feels disrespected. And it's just disheartening as somebody that you would hope uh, to see the leader of the free world actually trying to bring us together and making this important. I think every individual has every right to do what they need to. And I, while I may not necessarily agree with the stance that some of these guys have, it's their opportunity to have that stance. And so like you were saying, I totally respect the people in our armed forces that have fought for us and given us that ability. And I think at least from the feedback I hear of most of them say, yeah, I'm glad that if they have that option to take any good for them, you know, and everybody's life is different, but Jesus, what a crock this is becoming with our president. Just this is just, and uh, actually, I saw the earlier game the Jaguars played in uh, London, and the, and the owner for both teams uh, came down and they actually locked arms with the players on the field. So it's like when the owners are doing that, like the owners are making a statement because most people don't know this. The owners don't even talk; like the owners are gone, except for Jerry Jones and the pilled-up guy in uh, Indianapolis. Really, the owners don't talk. You don't even see them. Right. Usually, they just have Goodell to make their statements. You know, and, uh, Trump- I, I do think, though, that the these owners are disingenuous in their movements because. Oh, yeah. The, the NFL's ratings are down significantly. I really don't watch pro football right now because I just don't give a damn. It's near. Yeah. I was just 
you know, that's one of the things I was going to talk to you about. It's just like, if it wasn't for the betting that I know you enjoy, um, I don't find the product on the field to be that compelling. I mean, everybody that I like, the teams are now made up of players that come and go, uh, you know, every two minutes, there's somebody new there, you know, uh, they, the, the ability to connect with the teams, it's harder and harder. Maybe it's just, I've gotten older and I don't see it, but also it's so now everything's so political. It's like sports was supposed to be my ability to escape. It was supposed to yep. give me the yep. two hour, the four hour window where I could drink a beer, have a slice of pizza and not worry about, uh, North Korea going nuts and Trump attacking them. Uh, yeah. but that's gone. Cause now it's as it's the number one thing that leads off. It's not, you know, will the bears offensive line be able to actually hold Pittsburgh at bay? It's who's going to take a knee. And at that point yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I don't give a damn well, I mean, anymore. <clears throat> I, tur- I turned off the London game and I turned on TV and channel 10 had James Brown and he talked about the kneeling and stuff for 10 minutes. <laughs> So they weren't breaking down any part of the game, which is like I, James again, Brown I'm doing at, the splits or James Brown the sports. <laughs> <laughs> James Brown lost a bunch of weight sports announcer. Oh, okay. I like the, I, I like because I mean I'm an analytical guy. I like the math of sports, and I really like when they get into that. And instead, it's the, these pregame shows and everything like that. They're gonna go. They're getting into this politics stuff. I mean, they had the guy who's the host of Face the Nation on there. Yeah. yeah. Talking about it, and I'm like, what is going on? Like just. I, once again, I don't know what Trump thinks he's going to get done with this tweet. The people that love Trump already love Trump. Right. So he's not going to gain anybody by making that tweet. So it's like, are you trying to like give them more love or is he an idiot? Like, yes. is he just an idiot? Well, I tell you what, he did one of them. He did two really super important things this week, which no one is talking about. One is his address, his address to the UN and establishing yeah. much stronger penalties for people that are supporting North Korea. That was incredibly important. I thought it was a really well-delivered speech. I thought it was uh, impactful. I think other nations have looked at it as an impactful speech. So that was important, but we don't talk about that at all. Uh, And the other thing he did is this new healthcare Obama repeal kind of thing. The Republicans' plan uh, doesn't include a federal law to make sure people with pre-existing conditions are still going to have support. And Trump said he won't sign it unless it does which goes yeah. against the Republican Party, but which is the right thing to do. Uh, and that's a huge statement, one that I completely agree with. I'm very happy that he's making that stand. But that's been washed over as well. So that's him fighting for what I think is the proper rights. But none of it matters because Stephen Curry is not coming to the White House. How did you not bring up the most important thing he did this week? <laughs> little Rocket Man. <laughs> when he called gonna... him Little Rocket Man, that is an all timer man so that's where i'm like man trump he gets it and then these tweets come out and i'm like you're worried about stuff you're you're making a statement against one of the most loved fun teams which by the way why did the why do these teams even go to the white house like i can't even like isn't there more important stuff that we need everybody who wins a title to go see the president i I like it's just it seems so stupid that the president gets a jersey that has his name on the back or like Obama with the Obama with the Cubs jersey, that still irritates me because he's been a devoted White Sox fan forever. He should have but been see, up he there. Was, <laughs> but how he talks about it, he's sweet or he was smart about how he talked about the Cubs and everything like that. I understand because he was like, you know, we got one, so you guys can get yours now. That's where I thought Obama did a good job. But right. yeah, I, man, it's just it's everything's just such a mess, dude. It was like like you said, five years ago when I would wake up on a Sunday, 
the way I looked at the NFL is so far away how I look at the NFL now. Hangovers are still the same, but the excitement for the product on the field and just the over, just the gloom that like goes over it. I mean, even past the Trump stuff, like I always think one day I'm going to see someone die when I watch, when I'm watching yeah, football. I agree. I'm going to wit at some point, someone's going to get hit. It, it just, it, the fact that nobody's died since that one dude who was like 57 years old and like the fifties died, right. it doesn't make sense. Like it's just it, the number is going to round off at some point. And it's like, what's going to happen when that happens? Like the game is going to be so crazy. Like, yeah, I just, I struggle with it as well. Cause I remember like five years ago, like making the basement dark, having the iPad yeah. on one side, the laptop on the other side, the screen in the middle, knowing exactly what time the bears play exactly who's everything involved making sure what other games were going to be on so i could watch it enjoying that knowing that sunday was my one day just to chill out and get it and now i really couldn't care i mean it if it wasn't for the fact that i live in chicago and there's a lot of advertisements of about the bears game and that kind of stuff i wouldn't have known they were playing pittsburgh today uh i just i'm not uh excuse me they're beating pittsburgh right now just to let you know so go oh ahead. really okay well, that's yeah. good Maybe I'll run down to the soldier field here real quick and go cheer <laughs> in my Jay Cutler orange shirt that I got last year. <laughs> <laughs> smoking Jay, baby. Hey, he's one or no, by the way. He's one or no. So. I know. I love smoking Jay. That was the other reason I'm not a huge Bears fan right now. I still miss smoking Jay. So, yeah. Oh, well. Well, so what? So, what, so does Trump keep going down this avenue? Like he called out Goodell. Um, he called out his last tweet right now is if NFL fans refuse to go to games until players stop disrespecting our flag and country, you will see the change take place fast fire or suspend. Then he says NFL attendance and ratings are way down capitalized way down boring games. Yes, but many stay away because they love our country League should back the United States. That is a wild, wild way to look at it. That's just such a wild. They are demonstrating what when you protest in a way where you're quiet and they're not doing anything, you are demonstrating, I think, the best part of America. Absolutely. Like, that's the, to me, I, it doesn't bother me at all. Like, and for me, and it, it works. Like, both, even, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, it works both ways, too, right? Because the owners can do what they want because yeah. this is what they're allowed to do. So, Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick doesn't have a job. Maybe it's because he kneeled, maybe it's because he's not good enough. But the fact that the owners can make those decisions, that's their enforcement. Good for them. It's a business, right? It's a business. Yeah. If they don't want somebody yeah. kneeling, make those decisions. If they want to allow it and be supportive of it, make those decisions. What I tell you it's not is political for our politics to get involved so that our president decides to have a statement about it. But yeah, I just, well, I, this is just a bad sitcom. That's all there is to it. I can't even name anything anytime ever where I like a president in sports, anything that I've ever thought of other than George Bush throwing out that first pitch after nine 11 sure. and Barack Obama was uh, likes basketball. Right. Like that's a sports as my president's got. And now I'm like, Oh my God. I now know why neither of us drafted Donald Trump on our dream basketball team <laughs> of presidents. Yeah. Cause he would bring chaos to the locker room. <laughs> oh my God. It'd be, he'd be the worst. He'd be the worst. Yeah. I, I just, I hope I don't know what happens or changes. I just I, I tell you every time he could be a decent president in my book if he gave up Twitter. Like maybe you've got sober in October. There should be no tweeting. Whoa, sober in October. Right. October. October. 
Look at that. That's great. You yeah. got October going on. We could have t-shirts made. I can do that. I can get that done. Nice. What does a charity like, benefits? Uh, my booze that I'm going to buy in November 1st. That's a charity. So. Rally Vember. What's going to be the on... first drink you have after you stop? Uh, I don't know. I'd probably get something good. Woodford like go Double out and Oak. get like something good. Yeah, I could see that. Nice. I don't know. We I should... like how you think I'm going to do it, by the way. I think most people are listening to this going, yeah, right. Like, no, I've seen you do I this lo- kind of stuff before. I love the haters. Oh, yeah. I usually don't drink in January. So Right. Just uh, October is just strange because it's the middle of football season. Yeah. Hey, once again, I said I'm trying. Like, I didn't say I'm doing it. Like, I'm going to give it a good run. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm going to give it a good run here. See what we can get done. Should we take a line there's... on it? Oh, I would uh, I would not be the favorite. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Like four to one? Is it that high or is it maybe like three to one? I feel pretty confident. Three, three, yeah, three to one because I have will. Yeah. Most people don't understand my will. I think if you put a line... It means that you're more likely to do it than if there's no line. Like if I had a secret bet with like Dr. Mem about yeah. this and you didn't know about it, I would feel more comfortable that your knowledge of the bet wouldn't exist. Thus, you would just be doing it because of your own want. 100%. 100%. Hmm. Well, I wish you luck. By the I way, it's good. By the way, uh, that when we tailgated to get together at the uh, Oklahoma game. Uh-huh. When you left, a uh, a fan of our show showed up, and I dipped with them. No, you didn't. I swear to God, I I dipped for like a solid like hour and a half of that tailgate. Really? Oh yeah, man. I I swear to God, I did. I I put it in. I'm like, what am I doing? This is the dumbest thing ever. I might be a dip guy now. Every once in a while, no idea. Wow. I I, I yeah. feel awful about this. <laughs> it was oh, it was good. I was like, hey, and then after a bit, threw it out. All good. Wow. Everybody said I wouldn't do it. And I was like, I, I'm going to do it. I completely survived it. So, yeah, that's weird. Cause I, way, that's I, right. I forgot because I, I, I went to the game. I mean, I just, I'm so used to just going to the tailgate. I was thinking, where was I? And then I remembered I actually yeah. went into the game. Yeah. I, I had a Coors yeah. Light at the game. That's first for me. It's the first time I've been in I the went, stadium and had a beer. I went yesterday. I had a Miller Light. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this is nice. Pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. I actually, a funny story as uh, we told everybody. Paris, uh, we call him the owl. So I'm explaining this to everybody in my section. I'm like, yeah, we're going to be doing hoots every time he gets the ball. So Paris is going in for a score and he fumbles it. Yeah. So everybody gets on my case about it. And I'm like, well, actually, Paris wants to get a safety here and he's going to get a kick return. Nine points is more than seven. That's basic math. (laughs) We get a safety on the next play. Right. So everybody's looking at me like, is Paris really, is he really our kick returner? And I'm like, yes. When he broke out and he was just no one could catch him, the entire section is staring at me like, what the fuck? This kid's about ready to be right. And then somehow some bulky ass linebacker caught him on like the five yard line. Who had the- that would have been one of that would have been one of my greatest calls ever at a sporting event. Oh, yeah. That would have been an amazing sports call. That Because that guy yeah. hauled ass that whoever that oh, big guy God. was. I mean, he took an angle. I, I was impressed because he caught he caught him. I couldn't believe it. Uh, he if he if Paris didn't have to make that one little dodge like at the fifteen he was gone. He had a big gun. Yeah, but the other guy the other guy took the right angle. He was going for the goal line. He, he that's where that guy was running to from the start. So, 
And I, and I can tell you this: every single throw that JT Barrett makes is a second and a half late. Then later, he has to see it. He doesn't believe it, and it's going to be a big problem coming going forward. I'm telling he doesn't you. believe doesn't believe the routes they're running. He waits and waits and waits. Right. And JT, oh yeah, and everybody loved JT Brisket. I was yelling JT Brisket the entire time. Two, a guy two rows in front of me was a big Alabama fan. No, I think his son was there for a recruit kind of thing. Uh huh. And he was like, "You called him? What did you call him? Brisket?" I'm like, "Yeah, man." I was like, "You got you got to let this thing wait. Like he'll catch, he'll get caught up here in a little bit." And he was like, "That's the only reason you call him brisket." I'm like, "No, man. It looks like he ate like eight pounds of brisket. Look at this dude." <laughs> so I got the crowd into it yesterday for sure. And I'm telling you, my pick of Iowa, I'm still feeling pretty confident about. They should have had that yeah, was, upset last night. I was excited watching them blow it last night. I was like, "Yeah, that, that's that's Iowa football, right?" I there. knew they weren't going to lose. I knew Penn State wasn't going to lose when there was, I don't know, was it a minute left? And Mr. Coleman decided to tweet, I can't believe Penn State lost this game. I was like, thanks, Kyle. You just yeah. screwed me. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he templ- yeah, he completely messed that up. Yeah. That's a, that's a rare tweet from the Kyle Coleman on stuff like that. Very rare. I couldn't believe it. And then somebody tweeted, hey, this game's not over yet. And then Kyle politely responds at the end. Perfect pass, perfect throw. I can't believe that ball made it through. <laughs> oh man, Kyle! You know what we? We, uh, are we are we going down this road? Are we going to do this? Yes, I got a lo- I got a lot to say on it. Okay, we got to go down. Everybody, we are we are suspending the two minutes of Big Brother. We are going to have an actual Big Brother end of the season talk. Jason, what the fuck happened? I uh. I think they had edited the tape so much with the expectations. You know who did it, who said it perfectly was Dr. Will when they're all sitting there outside and they're all just bitching about Paul and you could see the anger and all of that. And then he goes, is it just the fact that you're all just a bunch of sore losers? And, uh, none of them would. Well, the only one, I think Jason stood up and said, yeah, I am. Uh, Oh yeah. He did. He did. you know, at the end of the day, I decided he was my favorite guy on the show this year. Uh, oh. Just because of his goofiness. I liked him. There was a lot of good stuff about him. I like the way he just got pissed off and walked out thinking that he got screwed, which is great. But uh, to have that meatball win this thing, uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I, I honestly think this was the most ridiculous season of Big Brother ever. And... I Paul's face was awesome when he didn't oh. win. <laughs> when he knew the last three keys that were coming out were his arch enemies, and it was he was just needed one vote. Right. He was one vote away. I was like, and I mean, you could see it hitting him. Like, I won a hundred thousand dollars. Like, I can't complain. Right. Over two seasons, but no one's ever finished second place twice. Of course, it's, it's, it'd be very odd if someone did. But just unbelievable, man. He should have won. Josh acting like all of a sudden he's like a smart guy. Right. That was almost as cuckoo as Raven said she was running the show. How does Cody win house guest of the year? Like, how does, how is he America's favorite? Like, is that just trolls trolling? Like it has to be either that, or there's a whole lot of women that watched him and thought he was really dreamy. What about Christmas? Not voting for Josh. That, that threw me off. Yeah, I kind of got it. I think she voted correctly because I think Paul deserved to win it more than anything. But I think she's got, I think she really, really likes Paul. Um, 
you know, and so I think there's probably something more there. You saw in the, the one episode, I think, as you could tell, I think she's in a relationship, but then she was saying that when I leave, am I going to have my heart broken or am I going to have, I mean, so there was a lot more to all of that than what was exposed. Wow. Dude, you're going to levels that I had no, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, cause I, I missed three episodes and had to like fast forward through them to like catch back up. So I may have missed. Oh yeah. All that there, bone. Did you see that all one? That. I guess it was, uh, before finale, the episode before where they're always laying together and they're chatting and talking and, and then she starts talking about how tough this is and how when she leaves this house, is she going to really have her heart broken? Is she going to come out to something that's true or not? I was like, damn, I had no idea. Wow. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I missed all that. I was speeding through it. Um, how good was the uh, the jury when the jury were all like fighting each other and they were calling him the Incredible Sulk? I that was some. That was some of the funniest shit of all time. There was some serious hatred between uh, Mark and uh, our boy, who just unfortunately our cereal eating cowboy just had zero personality. He was our both our pick to win the thing. Well, yeah, he, he had personality. He had no drive. Like he was just he was on vacation. Like that was just spring break. Yeah. He met Raven, who's one of the craziest people of all time. Just I, I honestly thought it was such a bad ending. You know what I did? I actually got out the uh, the old YouTube, and I watched old episodes of uh, Doctor. Wait, is it Doctor? What's his name? The guy Will? who hosts that. Will. Yeah, Doctor Will and Mick Boogie doing the phone calls. Oh, those were the greatest. Oh, I was like. I was like, I, I'm fuck this. Like, this has been terrible. I'm gonna go watch some of the greatest Big Brother shit of all time. So here's my thought. I think Paul could have turned those few jury votes around if he would have just admitted what a master he was. Because at the end, he did though. I no, think he, he did. didn't. He didn't really. He should have said, "I got you all." Because he kept saying, "I want to be your friend and friendship," and he would say that, and he goes, well, "I got you out," and I had these guys. But he should have just said. You guys are all fools. I played you like the king that I am. No one's ever done this game better. I had a girl with a broken foot win a race is how much I manipulated this game. And if you want to vote for who's the best big brother player, it was me. Not this stupid meatball that was one of my weapons that I chose to unleash because that's all he was. He just happened to be a weapon of mine. He wasn't doing anything. You want to think this guy's smart? You don't fake being dumb. This guy's naturally a jabron. Yeah. That's where I think Paul went back because I think that would at least given him a shot to win. But I think you're right. He there was so hated. <laughs> he got he, he got screwed back to back years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He should have won against Nicole. I still think the fix was in. Something happened there. He should have totally won this year. The fact that Josh won is just. I, I'm proud that Josh lost a lot of weight on the show. That's the only thing I'm proud of him about. So. <laughs> yeah, I I think overall, and I, I just found the whole. I don't know, maybe the last 10 episodes of Big Brother were just like a scripted reality show that went exactly as it planned. There were no twists. There was nobody doing anything. It would have been, Josh would have deserved to win if he would have gotten Paul out in the final three. Or not the final three, the final four or five. Right, that was the play. Uh, That was the play. And you do it dirty too and be like, I got him out. But what, what messes me too, and I didn't realize this, the jury house, they don't see everything right? They when they're it. watching the show. They just see like sections of it. I didn't understand that. Yeah, they don't watch the entire episode. They only get a, a brief cut of what happened. I don't think that's fair. Uh, 
Yeah. I think they should be able to watch the house like uh, how we watch the house. You should be able to watch the show, and if you want to watch the live stuff, you can watch all the live stuff. They're they're voting on something they don't know anything about because when they saw, when they had already voted, and then they saw everything Paul was saying, they were like, "Oh shit!" Like that's funny that he said all this, and that could have swayed their vote. I'm fairly certain CBS had expectations that Paul was going to win because they did that whole cut of, of that Paul. I trust Paul. I believe Paul. I mean, they were yeah. ringing that up strong because they were trying to throw it in the faces of all these idiots that were out. You were so manipulated, but I. Uh, do we have wait one, wait one last thing uh-huh can we talk about that slutty walk that raven gave when she came out on the stage oh, oh my lord that was one of the funniest moments in cbs on cbs uh-huh. she tried that, that walk she gave and the look she gave to the crowd that was unbelievable that, that was my favorite part of the entire season that she tried There's to pull that off something out. wrong with that woman i mean she's so so unstable. You like how at the end she was just holding Paul's arm the entire time? What was that? Where was it? Where I was asked her dude Steph was like, oh, she just wants attention. She just wants attention. I think, I, no, I think Steph's exactly right. She's like, I know where that TV's at. I'm going to be like right on that screen. Right. That's exactly because because her man, Matt, was kind of over in the corner. Paul was just sitting there looking dumbfounded. Uh, and uh, of course, Josh, Christmas was all over Josh's arm, which it seems like they were pretty good friends. I do. I did find that to be somewhat, I don't know, uplifting. The fact that that they had formed that bond. It seemed like the three of them were really rather close. I thought that was pretty cool. But overall, it was. Uh, I'm really going to need Big Brother to get more. Cele- active Big Brother people. celebrity. Yeah. Well, Big it's Bro- going to be great, man. Yeah, it could be greater. It could be just a whole bunch of. This is the problem I I, I fear about Big Brother celebrity, is that it'll be so over the top. It'll be stupid. Because you just get these guys that are playing to the camera. Because they're all going to be B-level celebrities, maybe C-level celebrities that are just trying to get their 10 minutes of fame, which is going to be, I guess, an interesting path to go down. But, you know, I just want, I like it when real people really go through this really kind of struggle and they, and they try to do everything. And we just didn't get that this year. The last thing we'll talk about, Paul didn't walk out of the house when he lost. Yeah, what, what, ha- Paul- what was it with that? Do you think he was just like, I know I'll never be in here again. I've spent two straight summers. I was here. He spent he spent more days in that house than anybody ever, right? He would have to because he made it to the end twice. Yeah, so he has to be like at least 190 days in. Right. So I wonder if he just like was like, I'm going to walk around this house. He'll be back. I'm just gonna... Yeah, well, if he, well, next time he's back, though, everybody will get him out the first week. It'll be a Big Brother All-Star one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they, they wait five years, though, and you do Big Brother 25 being like an All-Star. Yeah, and so they may not get Paul out. Yeah, you get Paul out. The, dude, if Paul, can, Paul will not last one week. I will put an over-under half a week, 20 bucks. Paul's out. Okay, I'll take that you bet. Want, I'll take all right, that. that bet's on. All right. all right. Good thing is we record all these so we can go back and play it. Yeah, well. Because you I'll, know why? He'll I'll, get, he'll get the, uh, the necklace of Boogie Hood or something like that, which will <laughs> give him like 11 weeks of security for free because CBS wants him there. Let's give to the front. Hey, one uh, one last thing I'll ask you: Why does Christmas not to get or not allowed to watch the last game they play? Allowed to watch the last game? I don't know because she's the in the jury, for- so no one is allowed to. No, she that was. She sense. was watching the last game they played. She was she sitting on the side. It. Yeah, there's a fern in front of right, them, right? Just, just to not let her, because if she may have a deal with somebody and she might try to give oh, signals or something, right? make a face or something, right? Like that. Right. 
Because I was, were you surprised Josh won that? Yes. I couldn't believe Paul missed it. But you know what I don't it, like about those? Those aren't really, those could, those can be so manipulated. Those stupid questions are like, after the fact, we ask them, you know, this kind of thing. And then you have no basis. It's not how well do you remember the game? You're having to take a guess at something they, you know, so. Yeah. But it didn't matter in the same outcome game. I mean, because yeah, exactly. Paul was no, yeah, going to take Josh, right? And Christmas beats Paul. Right, right, right. So, so I don't, Paul, got, Paul got stuck. I don't know if anybody who, now looking at it, I don't know if anybody Paul could have taken for Paul to win. The way the jury looked at the the way they looked at Maybe it. Maybe Kevin. Oh, wait, yeah, sorry, Kevin. Yeah, yeah he could have taken Kevin. <laughs> hey, by the way, Kev, they didn't let Kevin ask a question. <laughs> <laughs> they were so afraid of him on live TV, they're like, just, just sit there. You're good. That's right. You're good. So. All right. Let's let's go to our. Uh, let's get this done with the uh, the dudes draft of the week. Speaking of television shows, we are gonna do the dudes draft top television shows that we enjoy, not top television shows of all time, but that we enjoy. Um, we've made some rulings before we got on air here. Short series are out. Sports are out. Right. Do we need to make any other kind of rules? Like I took wrestling out, right? I took Monday Damn Night it. Raw and those out. Damn. Yeah, I know. Damn it. Okay. Thought All it. right. I'm scratching, uh, scratching and, it out. And I also have no game shows since we already did game shows. Top five we game didn't shows. I've been on mine are in there. We did not do game shows. Oh, we did top five prices, right? Game shows. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Right. But other than that, no, I, I think we're pretty good. So let's think what was the last draft? The last draft would have been episode 12, and that would have been top five beers. And the order went Nick, Craig, Jared, Jason. So you went before me. So uh, is that right? That sounds like a blow to bullshit. No, I'm kidding. Oh, yeah, it was Nick, Craig, Jared, and then me. Uh, I'm kidding, man. Start it off. So, okay. Oh, man. This is tough. I'd almost rather not have the number one pick, but I, I guess I will. So... And for me, for me, once again, when I'm thinking of my list, it's rewatchability. Yeah. There's a lot of television shows that we enjoy, right? I, I know I'm never going to watch that show ever again after I see it. Like, right. I love the show Billions, and I'm, it might show up on our list somewhere. Right. But I know in the back of my mind, I'm not going to go back and rewatch the show Billions. Right. Well, because of that very factor, my number one show is The Sopranos. Because I've gone back I, and watched it a hundred times. I love The Sopranos. Um, it to me was one of the first, uh, I love gangster movies. I love the mob and that kind of stuff. It was really when HBO started to get their feet underneath them and started doing these kind of long, really in-depth dramas. There were some other ones before, uh, I won't name a bunch of them cause they might be on your list, but there were some other ones before, but Sopranos really took it to a new level. And I didn't watch the first season of Sopranos when it was live. Uh, I, got the dvds and it was the first ever kind of binge watch television show i'd ever done uh and it was awesome and it sucked because <laughs> i did it over a weekend watched it all and then had literally like a month or two before the next season started because i got it kind of later and then that one at a time kind of deal really drawn out but the characters in the sopranos the the storyline uh, and I'm the weird guy that really liked the ending too, which, uh, you either hated it or loved it. And I really liked it. So it's my favorite show, I guess. Uh, cause that rewatchability parts there. 
Never seen it. I know. I know you never seen it because <laughs> I talked to you about giving. I talked to you about giving you all the DVDs because I had them all on DVD when I still own DVDs. So yeah. yeah, I was like, I don't. I, I once again, I respect the show. The um the people who I respect the most that like TV like that show. So it's an ultimate respect factor. It's too far away from me now. I'll never go back and watch it. But it's, it's gonna be hard um, to get back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! If you could see the TV right now, there is a GIF that's gonna be coming from the Cleveland Browns game. Oh my God! This is wild. It's a dude. They're trying to show a family member, uh-huh. but he's chugging a beer and playing an air guitar. <laughs> You're gonna hear about it. Is I it at Cleveland? You. No, it's in Indianapolis. So he oh, made the travel. Okay. He was hammered playing an air guitar like a champion. Nice. Okay. My first pick is. Uh, it's like. To me, it, it's the funnest time of one of the funnest times of my life in college. Uh, before DVR, um, it was can't miss. We had to get everybody together to watch it. The Chappelle Show. Um, Chappelle Show. Rewatchability is through the roof on The Chappelle Show. Even the wacky season three where they're pretty much like, we don't know what to do with these bits, but we already paid all this money for them, so we're going to put them together. Um, I say every single day, I at least say like one thing. I'll be like, hey, what's the square root of this room, white boy? And people don't know why, what I'm saying on that. I right. know it, but I don't give a shit. I ask people all the time what the top five rappers are of all time, and they start listing people. I'm like, like, no, you're wrong. It's Dylon, 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 because he spits hot fire. Um, there's too many things to go over. Tyrone Begums, there's the the haters ball. Oh my god, Tyrone Begums. When they, oh my god, when they go back in the past and they shoot the honky, they shoot the slave owner and call him a honky. <laughs> oh my god, just, just too much to talk about. Prince, we got. Oh, what the did the five fingers say to the face? <laughs> oh, my God. Just so many. So much. So for me, easy one. Chappelle, watchability. That's uh, that's yeah, I will tell you, Jared, that was between uh, Sopranos and Chappelle show for me. Then let me ask you this. You know, I've never seen the Sopranos. Why wouldn't you take Chappelle first and then hit Sopranos second? Because I felt uh-huh. that you might come with something else and I could still <laughs> Chappelle show. Uh <laughs> Just to piss you off, but that, since that didn't work out, because uh, I have another one that's not Chappelle's show uh, highlight like that. Is, I mean, that's so powerful. I love Chappelle's show. I mean, I, absolutely. Because yeah. uh, my number two pick would have been Chappelle's show, but I had a slot behind it just in case it wasn't there. And it's similar when I was in college. It actually started when I was in high school. You had to be there and you had to watch it no matter what. And it was the first of its kind to really take its place. And now it's the longest running television show of all time. And it's the Simpsons. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so not quite Chappelle show, but for me, I remember being in high school with a group of friends. I remember being in college with a different group of friends and having to watch. It was a half hour, just the antics of Homer, itchy and scratchy bar. I mean, it's still on and talking about rewatchability. That's one of the ones of my DVD collection where I still own every single one and I have it on my media server. And there's a lot of times when I'm just trying to kill a few minutes, I just use this random sort function on the server I have and it pulls up a random Simpsons episode out of all that's there. And I either know it word for word if it's like the first eight seasons or I have no idea that I've ever seen it before. It's like season 22 and I have never seen it. So I still love The Simpsons. Here's where you're going to kind of make my point for I, I can't put it that high. There's too much. 
Yeah, there's a lot. There's just two. They should have stopped the Simpsons year a decade ago. Like, I don't even know if there's new episodes. I think they still make new episodes. They've owned an elephant three times, and you know they're going to own. <laughs> in the last episode, they're going to have to op- own an elephant again. Um, the reason I can say that I love the show, I have seen the baseball episode oh. four million times. Homer, Homer at bat is one of the greatest episodes ever. Steve Sachs getting arrested because he's from New York. <laughs> King Griffey Jr.'s head. Ozzy Smith turns into a ghost. Are, Don Mattingly, <laughs> wait, hold on. Don Mattingly shaves his sideburns off. Yeah. It's just <laughs> he, such a great he one. He goes, Mattingly, I told you to take the sideburns off. And he's like, I have no idea. <laughs> Homer making the Wonder Bat. Uh, there's just so much about that episode I love. So, no, uh, can't argue it. I just wish, you know, the legacy of The Simpsons wasn't that it is the longest of all time. Once again, There Chappelle is some good is really stuff good. in the new ones. I mean, I know it, uh, but, it, but you're right. It's The first eight seasons to me were, were gold. The most amazing things about that show are the things that actually ended up happening, like how they predicted yeah. the Seattle and Broncos or Seattle Seahawks Broncos Super Bowl. Right. They had Trump winning president over yeah. Lisa. Yeah. So the stuff like that. They that's, had a white Michael Jackson. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Wow. Uh, mine's easy for the next one. Rewatchability through the roof. Rewatch the whole series a couple. Uh, I'd say probably like three months. No, probably four months ago. Um, one of the greatest characters of all time TV is on the show. So for me, it's the office. Now, who do you think I think is the best character on the office, Jason? Um, I was a casual office watcher. So I, I would, I, I would say Dwight. Yeah. Home run hitting Dwight right. K. Schrute. Unbelievable, man. I absolutely positively love that guy. Um, how he grew throughout the show is always funny to me. Michael Scott, just the things he got them in. I mean, the insensitive, like insensitive, insensitivity he had to like everybody's race and their. It was just to me, I could rewatch any episode out of order, and I completely love what I'm watching. I, I liked. It. I, I casually watched it. I enjoyed episodes, but I couldn't. I couldn't tell you what season when it came in. I couldn't tell you how long it went. I couldn't tell you how it ended. I can't. I don't know any of that. But I, I enjoyed it. I chuckled at it. Uh, and Jim and Pam, that's the ultimate couple ever on the episodic show, in my opinion. <laughs> they were they were fucking the best. Every every guy deserves a Pam Beasley out there. Well, I'm going to go for my third pick with a comedy as well. Uh, and I don't know if it's our age difference that's showing this, but to me, the greatest sitcom of all time was Seinfeld. Absolutely oh, shit. Love I love Seinfeld. Put, did not even put Seinfeld on my list. I'm just terrible at these lists, man. <laughs> Uh, I just, uh, I don't know. There was a time on that must watch TV back in the mid nineties, I guess late, I guess it was, it was probably late eighties, mid nineties that you just couldn't miss. There were no DVRs like you were saying, right? So you just yeah, yeah. couldn't miss Thursday night. You had to be there at eight o'clock to watch Seinfeld. And when you talk about episodes, you talk about the baseball episode in the Simpsons, the masturbation episode in Seinfeld. Oh my God. Maybe the funniest 30 minutes of comedy ever. I mean, Kramer is just uh, to a whole nother level. When he walks in 30 seconds after the competition and yells that he's out. I mean, I still laugh when I see that. And I've seen that line a thousand times. The the, the second spitter on the grassy knoll. The second spitter with Keith Hernandez doing the whack. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just so many great episodes. And rewatchability. Since it's syndicated, it's on all the time. There's a, I swear to God, in Chicago, there's a channel that just shows Seinfeld. 
And I think yeah. how many seasons were there? Like six or seven? There weren't. There weren't. Uh, I think it was. I think it was nine. Was there nine? But it seems like so I don't, I don't, they show the same twenty-five episodes <laughs> over and over and over. And what's great about it when you see it syndicated down the old stuff is how many awesome actors that you didn't know who they were oh, played bit roles in it. Oh my god, so it many loaded. So, uh, by the way, what's her name? Julia Louise Dreyfus. I'm a number one all time. Yeah. For any woman in show business, she's my number one all the time. You know, this that, is, that's just amazing, man. This is a stupid story that's so not related, but kind of makes me laugh. Did you know that she owns a pipeline? <laughs> what? Like a gas pipeline. She owns a gas pipeline. She was a Perfect. customer of ours. Oh, I gotcha. It was wow. Louise Dreyfus pipeline. And it, I just always chuckled when that happened. So I know that makes no sense, but. Old store. All right, so who's your number three? Are all... No, because it's... Uh, all right. I got a couple on... This is what makes it tough, because you want to save some of your guys in the back here. I talk about it all the time, so I should just go ahead and get out of the way. Cops. Cops <laughs> is in. Um, they have, like, they have like 200,000 episodes. I love having a beer on a Friday before I'm going out or like a Saturday and just catching cops on Spike TV. And it's like cops, nine hour episodic, whatever. Like we're just doing a marathon of cops. And then they have like themed cops. I absolutely love it. And cops is the ultimate show where like you click on it and you see the info of the show. And it's just hilarious. (laughs) Drunk driver hits pole. Uh, Bank robber runs away from scene. Cop shot. Like just it does the goofiest stuff, and it has the ultimate betting game that you can play with it. And you can not only bet money, you can bet drinks while you're doing it. Um, and everybody, like every time, like you've ever talked to a cop or anything like that, you always have to wonder why are these people so normal when it, like the camera comes up. Mm-hmm. Like if if, a, if I was about ready to get arrested by a cop or anything by a cop, and some dude walked up with a camera, I'd be like, hey man, like what's up with this camera? Like, what's up? Like they never talk to the camera and I've never understood that. Bring the hate. Everybody hate on that. Hate on that call. Cops is a top three. Let's go. Well, I, I can't argue with cops. I don't have it on my list. I'm not as dedicated to the uh, pursuit of justice as you are, but I, I appreciate where you're at. I do enjoy it's it. Pursuit of justice. I'm rooting for him to get away when they run and stuff. I'm like, go oh, man. I want that <laughs> cop to look as dumb as he can on TV. righty. Well, um, my next one is has a story of a cop in it, uh, but it's set back. It goes back into that uh, the time where dramas are really becoming incredibly strong on HBO. And while it is one of my favorite television shows ever, it never had an ending. Uh, the cast couldn't agree on season four. And so they were involved in other projects. And so it ended and we never got the proper ending. And then there was all the scuttle about coming in and doing like a two hour, two, two hour finales or something like that, but it never happened. So we never know what happened at the end of it, but it has one of my favorite actors of all time in it, Ian McShane. And it's Deadwood. No, uh, never heard of it or not heard of it. Never seen it. Oh, so good to me. It, it rivaled the Sopranos, but the story setting was amazing. And Ian McShane is by far my favorite character on any drama television show ever. He was incredible as the Irish 
American that was just running the brothel and running the bar and was just so despisably evil. Man, I love that show. Uh, and again, I just I've watched it. I've gone back and watched it a bunch. And there's a lot of things online where people have created their own novellas, you know, to end uh, Deadwood. Yeah, but you always yeah. wanted to see. Part of its intrigue is that you just never really had an ending. So you can kind of imagine it the way you want. But it's, uh, it's a great show. I don't know how many people ever watched it. If you never have, it's f- uh, freaking awesome. I'll stick with cops. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, uh, that, that, I always heard you talk about that one. So that one does interest me. So uh, number four for me. We're going to go to the MTV realm. <laughs> the challenge. The challenge is not only an athletic show, but it is also a reality show. Um, it started off as just having the people from real world and road rules on it. And they would just drink a shit ton and do these like events. Now it's like, it is the fifth sport of America. That's to me, it is the fifth sport and I'm putting hockey underneath MMA. So, um, the characters, you know them through the years. Uh, Johnny Bananas is one of the greatest characters ever on TV. Two years ago, he had a teammate. And if he did better, like, so they got to the, they won the whole thing. You win a quarter of a million dollars if you win. He got to choose if he was going to split it with her or keep it all. The dude kept it all. So on the final episode, it's like, not only is there the drama of he's, if you're going to win it, but it's like, is he going to screw his partner over? Dude, he took $125,000 out of her pocket on the last episode. And they're on, like, they, on the challenge this year. Like, she'll come back and be on. And they're like in the same room. I'm like, I couldn't be in the same room with that person. So for me, the challenge, it's, it's, just, it's got everything I could ever want. And I love that they mix in drinking with all these people in amazing shape now. Just going for these and doing these amazing challenges. You can't beat it. I'm going to borrow one of your lines. Never seen it. <laughs> you know, I talk about it all the time. So you I know. know it's good. Well, I know that's something that you enjoy, but again, I've never seen it. So They're on season 25 right now, by the way. Do, is that one of those things that they do like two or three seasons a year? They do. Yeah, they can mix them in. So they, I bet they've been doing it for 14 years. Wow. Yeah. Well, I've got a handful of other ones that I like. They all are kind of similar, right? They're all these dramas. They're all because that's the kind of stuff I like to watch. Um. I have a couple that'll win me points with the crowd because I think it's stuff that they'll like. Uh, I got one that's super far off base that no one will know of. Uh, but I, I, when I when you say go back and watch it, rewatchability, it just doesn't make the cut. It, it yeah. was great back then, but it, it doesn't make the cut now. One of the things that I probably will pick this one for its rewatchability is not only because it's rewatchable, but there's so much stuff that ties it all together as you go throughout the years and not getting some of it at the beginning, it's more valuable to actually come back and watch it again and see how, what you learned, you know, in season three or four, actually how those seeds were planted back in season one. Um, and so I'm a big fan of game of Thrones. Uh, oh, it's, uh, it's, a a real mind watching series there's so many different characters introduced in so many different ways and so many storylines that are all tied together and wrapped up and you get introduced to some of these people really early on but you don't really understand how they're all connected and then later in seasons you see them how they're connected um so it's interesting and i really like it and this season or i guess the last season that we just completed Really awesome. Seems to be a little rushed, like they're trying to get a lot in 
because there's so much there to connect all these things, but still really good. Uh, so I'm just hoping that uh, the final season, which is coming up, I think it's eight episodes or something like that, really brings it all together. But just from the grandier scene of, of all of the special effects and the different stories, a really big fan of Game of Thrones. I heard they're doing like multiple ending, like different things in the uh, last season. So if people can't tell like what is going to be the actual last episode, is that true? Yeah, I think this year they had some issues with uh, a lot of the uh, episodes were hacked and released yeah. early. Um, and so I think what they're trying to do now is so story and plot line were given out well before the episode aired. So I think now what they're trying to do is make multiple things, you know, uh, that come in so that it keeps it on your toes. And it's a worthwhile series to have that done to you kind of want to protect the integrity of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. but I, I love it. It's great. Uh, I won't, I'll go ahead and talk about when you're finished, my other ones on the list. Cause I'm curious where they line up. Cause there's a couple shows that you and I watch a lot together and talk about that. Probably just don't I'm make not, these lists. They're not making the list. I can't yeah. believe there's no breaking bad, right? No Fargo. Right. None of those are going in. Right. My last one is the funniest show I've ever seen in my life. Um, I, I, and I inter, inter, introduced it to you. There's one episode in, in particular. My favorite part is that your wife absolutely positively will walk out of the room if we put it on. The Eric Andre show. <laughs> the Eric Andre show is... the. I love people that go on TV and test the waters to see how crazy you can be. There is an episode called Bird Up that is the craziest... <laughs> there is no funnier episode ever of anything ever uh, ever attempted on tv than bird up yeah no bird, i like i was so like oh, i i i don't think i think jennifer was with us when we watched it i was like you guys have to watch this like i don't comment just watch it it, it, it this show is just wild eric andre is just an interesting dude that likes to test the waters hannibal burris is his co-host i think that that episode is just such a good episode that it drives the rest of the episodes for me to want to watch it nice. only four or five seasons, but yeah, absolutely yeah. love that. Show. It is a good show. It makes me laugh out loud, which is uh, the hard sign to do. of a great comedy. Yeah, absolutely. So very hard to do. Just our quick rundown. I've got Sopranos, Simpsons, Seinfeld, Deadwood, Game of Thrones. You have Chappelle, the office cops, the challenge and the Eric Andre show. Like you said, missing from our list were things that we lo- both love Fargo, Breaking Bad. I had lost in there except for how disappointing it finished. But Nick Kroll show for me, America's Funniest Home Videos, always a classic. Uh, check it out. Jersey Shore in the real world. And Jersey t- Shore is still rewatchable somehow. I saw an episode the other day and was losing it. It was so funny. Now, there's, there's two other shows that I have on here that I probably would have put in, and I still i am kind of irritated with myself that I didn't put it in. One is Fuck That's Delicious. Absolutely uh, one of my favorite shows. And uh, Action Bronson uh, watches Ancient Aliens. That's a good one. That's, That's such a good show. Too. Such a good show. I love yeah. Viceland. If we just said you can only have one channel the rest of your life, Viceland wins for me. It's, I watch you know, it nonstop. I, I watch nothing on it. I'm completely disconnected from it. Not even the fact that I don't have cable anymore. I completely like changed from Vice. I don't know why. I just I got. There's only so many times I can watch Action Bronson do the same thing before I'm just done with it for some reason. There's so. some good shows on now. Some really. By good the way, shows did. On. You, I know you didn't see it, but Big Cat uh, was on a flight and he was next to Action Bronson and had no idea who he was until he got off the flight. <laughs> was like that would have been a hell of a flight for the, and he like talked to him and everything like that. He had no idea who he was. So. Wow, wow. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we could get back and get uh, this podcast done because it's been a while. 
Uh, yeah. I'm not sure. Hopefully we can do another one next week. I'll be back in Florida. So maybe I'll do one yeah. live from Florida. My internet connection's working there right now. So that might be kind of a fun way to do it. It's probably going to be cooler in Florida than it is in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> How crazy is that? So you're going to the uh, Blue Jackets game? Blue Jackets game and then Steve Miller band. That sounds like a really fun Sunday. That's a kind of my kind of Sunday. So, Well, it's a shame because I'm going to watch No Mercy and see Braun Strowman beat up Brock Lesnar. Dude, I haven't seen. Oh, it, Brock Lesnar is wrestling? Yeah, against Braun Strowman. Oh, shit. It's a great card, actually. I'm look, I've been actually looking forward to it. That's what I do now. I don't watch football or any of that kind of stuff. I just watch the WWE Network because it, it, it's the one thing where they don't really bring politics into play. You can totally get checked out and not have to worry about it. Give them a little bit of time. I'm sure Donald Trump will remember that he was on WWE. Or excuse me, Donnie Wrestler will remember that he was on WWE and he'll have a comment that they're disrespecting the ring because someone did something. So I doubt it. You don't. Uh, I know. You know. He's in the Hall of Fame. You, yeah, absolutely. He's a, he's a, he's a WWE Fame. Hall of Famer, bro. So. All right, buddy. It was good talking to you. We'll catch up again yep. next week. Thanks again, everybody listening. Remember, you go back to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash two guys being dudes, and follow us on Twitter. Same stuff. We're going to have shirts up for sale here soon, too. So then you can have your own two guys being dude shirts, and Jared will personally sign every shirt that people buy. He didn't know. Uh, I guess I, not, not, not only that, but I'll, I'll spill some dip on it. Nice, nice. You can dip. You'll dip in every shirt and then send it out to our lucky listeners. I will. I will wear every single shirt before it goes out to a tailgate. How about that? Nice, nice. That's good. By the way, by the way uh, going into halftime, Bears fourteen, Steelers seven. So looking good on my bet. So. Wow, maybe I'll actually go turn that on. Do they kneel <laughs> no, at halftime too? You're gonna jinx. You're gonna jinx me. <laughs> oh, I thought you didn't believe in jinx. We had a whole episode about you not believing in jinx. You're going to jinx me, though. I believe that you can jinx me if you turn that on. No, I'm right, kidding. I'll go watch the, the Brain Heenan movie. All right. All right enjoy Rest your in Sunday, peace, then. Bobby. Yeah. Rest in peace. Follow us on Twitter at Two Guys Being Dudes, at JVCam, III, and at JFrost. Follow on Instagram at Two Guys Being Dudes. Visit us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Two Guys Being Dudes. And on the web at www.twoguysbeingdudes.com.